I want him to be Marlon's man. Do y'all know who that is? Is this one of the Wayne's brothers? Mm -hmm. Is that a Wayne's brother? Got a flag. Got a flag. It's all those cold winners, man. They just don't know what to do with themselves. I got a punch and fuck everything. Got a flag. Tell him, got a flag. Time to find cheap, outdated jerseys like the one I'm wearing right. on eBay. Got a flag. Tell him, got a flag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> one size fits oh. all. What about me? This don't fit on me at all. I think this is episode 144. I think so, too. Is what I was trying to signal to you before we began. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, guys, welcome. <clears throat> um, Alabama sure is drinking shit. Yeah, it's uh, when the injury bug bites, it bites hard. The definition of a Pyrrhic victory, we're actually starting off with Tide Talk this time. Ooh, Talking Tide. Talking Tide. I always forget the actual name of it. Um, Alabama beat Mississippi State 38-7. To a Tunga Viola had four hundred plus yards passing. No, he he was like 250, 260. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. two seventy. Yeah, I don't watch football. Um, but of course, the four hundred was last week. He's out for the year. Rugs got injured. Raekwon Davis got injured, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a fourth yep. one. Correct. Okay. Steven, fourth one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Another one on the defense. Yep. Um, of course, the big story is Tua being injured out for the season. Dislocated hip. His face imploded. Um, and the camera would not leave him. Hankins, can you tell us your hottest take on how the his injury was covered during the game? And then, of course, second guessing Saban's decision to leave. It was like the fucking president got shot. <laughs> um, and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I need to tell you a fucking Walter Cronkite showed up on the TV. I was watching. I didn't even know he was still alive, but there he Ooh. was telling me about a Hawaiian boy getting hurt. Um, yeah, man, they really dug in and I get it. I understand that he is a giant name literally and figuratively because his name is very long. <laughs> In college football, and I'm reacting to this differently because it's my quarterback. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there right up front. But my God, first of all, the camera would not get off of him, which is okay. They're gonna show things over and over. That's fine. But the speculation, oh my God, it's the same injury that claimed the career of Bo Jackson. Mm -hmm. My God, he's screaming in pain as blood streams down the nose of the Samoan boy. His parents look on in horror. Nick Saban cackles in the background. I told you, I told you to stay out. Yeah, it was pretty much overdone. And then they're breaking into every other game like, guess what, guys? Guess what, guys? <laughs> they're throwing Samoans down for the fucking count. It's like everybody got Chuck Klosterman to write his injury report. 
Mm, that's good. Like, that's good. how fucking annoying. <laughs> I, none of it was really with Glee, but like a lot of the recounting of the injury was just dripping with blame on Saban. There was a little bit of that. There was definitely the, the pushback of Alabama didn't have to play to uh, or hardly anybody else to win the game, apparently. Um, even though upsets happen all the time, who knows what would happen if Mac Jones would have played. I, but the going into the game, it was sort of the consensus that Tua looked better this week than he, against, uh, than he did against last week against LSU. So... It's like you have to play him because he's the best opportunity to win. He's prepared. He had better practices this week. Um, so I think all that going in, going that into the game, the mindset was we're going to play him for a half, and once we get out big, we're not we're going to take him out. They were up by four scores. Four scores, but there was a three minutes left on the clock. Um, Tua didn't have a great two minute offense last week against LSU. Uh, and they went out there and just had some bad luck. Hankins, uh, gun to your head. Should Saban have taken Tua out? I mean, look, there's two people who, who are fighting in my Tua head. People. It's me, the fan, who was watching the game and, and messaging with Creel, um, who both of us were yelling for people to be fired. Mm-hmm. Um, Creel and I both wanted him taken out at 28 to 7. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the fan in me. But the, you know, journalistic integrity, mm-hmm. the person that does this podcast mm-hmm. says, it's the first half, man. Um, and he has every right to keep him in, especially given the fact that they were getting the ball in the two minute drill. After last week's performance where he threw basically the death nail in the two-minute drill last week, Um, obviously this is not LSU, but still, you cannot simulate those reps. Um, I am fine with his decision to keep him in for that. It was a different injury than the ankle, so you can't even say, oh, he was already banged up. It had nothing to do with nothing. So, no, ultimately, Saban, it's a fine decision to make. Um, and you can't go in playing scared. Once you say he's playing, now, is the debate on the table that maybe we just sit Tua and he doesn't play against Mississippi State unless there's trouble? That is more valid than I think I the decision yeah. to not take him out in the first half. And that point was hammered home, you know, six hours later when Jalen Hurts leads fucking Oklahoma back over Baylor, who were down by 30 some odd points or, you know, nearly 30 points himself. So, principle remains. Um, <clears throat> more Tua questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's go freezer than than okay. I said last week. I don't know why anybody would draft him in the first round with injury concerns. Hankin said I was crazy. Of course, this is before mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. everything that happened today. Does this dramatically hurt his draft stock, or only a little bit? I would say only a little bit. Uh, he probably won't be the first quarterback taken, but he'll still be in the top ten picks. Uh, the, overall, overall, the the consensus after the surgery was a success or deemed a success today is that he will make a full recovery. So he has three to six months of resting, getting in proper shape before April. So it's the timeline sort of fits up pretty pretty nicely where he can start probably taking reps, uh, making those visits to wherever he has to go to interview for the all these all these uh, quarterback positions. So I think. It'll hurt him just a tiny bit, 
But if I'm in charge of an NFL franchise, franchise, we are moving it to Paris, baby. <laughs> We're going to call it the Paris Patriots. <laughs> um, Paris. I would not take him because he reminds me of somebody who will break their toe putting on their shoe. <laughs> the litany of injuries that have just hit this guy, it's uncanny. And if I want this guy to be my franchise quarterback, that has to be a huge red flag that doesn't really matter what happens. This guy somehow stumbles into injury. I could see him putting on a t-shirt and ripping, you know, ripping a (laughs) shoulder muscle. Played his ukulele in the hospital. It just reminds me of, you know, (laughs) there are people like that we work with that are always like sick. Always sick. They got the flu. They're not fakers. They're not fakers. They legitimately get sick, but like it's got to be like at some point, like you have to work. Sure, you have to show up for us, especially for a position that's that got that much star power yep. and is so important in NFL that it will hurt his draft stock, but he'll still get picked and he'll get millions and good for him. Hankins, what? In in Madden twenty twenty one, what will Tua's injury rating be? Is, is it, does it go negative? <laughs> um, <laughs> like is that? Do you, we're really dunking on this poor yeah. kid. I can't. I hate. I hate this stupid podcast for so many reasons. Yeah. Namely, <laughs> because every time Sean, who watches forty five minutes of football per month, every time he makes some fucking prediction. I go the opposite on him, and I'll be damned if he doesn't turn out right every time. Two, three years ago, he was like, two is so small. Like, he's an average-sized dude, and look at those big, sexy Samoan thighs. He's going to be so strong. And then he's a goddamn crystal ball he's back like there. Five, the thumb in preseason, both ankles. Yeah. He breaks his nose. His hip falls off of him in the game. Um, there's been a couple others. The thing that, that I think may – the injuries obviously will hurt his stock somewhat. I think Freeze right. I think the rise of Joe Burrow, um, Jake Fromm, the kid from Oregon whose name I refuse to hey remember. Justin, Herbert, maybe yeah. Josh mm-hmm. Herbert, Justin Herbert. Um, those guys will be will be sissy sissy picks. Um, but when you start to be when you start to analyze Tua's performance. Um, obviously, there's those games where he's had four or five hundred yards. He, he can put the ball wherever he wants. But when you start to look at take out one half of football against a shell shock Georgia um, and a little bit of luck, and you think about the game versus Georgia last year, Clemson last year, LSU this year, um, he has not had many times to be in giant spots where he was in trouble. But in most of those times, he has not performed his best. Um, there's some gunslinger in him. He doesn't throw many interceptions, but when he does, they tend to be yeah. atrocious. Um, the first drive against Clemson, last drive of the half against LSU. I wonder if that tape doesn't come back to haunt him a little bit in and of itself. I think this year was the year he really needed to absolutely dominate to blow away people and say, well, we know um, he's made of mostly spam and rice tied together. <laughs> um, to, to He needed to really dominate to past that, and I don't know if he did. Um, Michael, I'll have a question that I'll toss out to Sean. Reverse the roles here. I'm an open book. Tua's legacy as an Alabama quarterback 
Where would you rank him among the legends at Alabama? I mean, it depends on if if you are a Johnny Come Lately, mm-hmm. he's the best. Um, but if you are even somebody that is our age, collectively the three of us, <clears throat> um, your your father was a Florida State fan, so you had a little bit less of this, but. I mean, I'm sure he was aware and talked about the Joe Namaths, the Kenny Stablers, the even the Scott Hunters. Like, you know, um, he's not going to beat Namath or Stabler, I don't think. Everybody's always going to remember second and 26. But if I'm remembering second and 26, I'm also remembering the person who got sacked in the play before to make it seven, second and 26. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll always have a play place in our history, in our hearts. Um, but I am going to be a little bit happier when he's gone. Hmm. I mean, like, I don't, he's, he's without question the most talented. There's no, nobody's even close in talent. Um, he, he's not McCarron though. McCarron didn't lose. (laughs) He just, he won titles. Um, that's what that guy did. So having A.J. McCarron do what A.J. McCarron did, it's hard to put somebody else above him. Well, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but I, I agree that Tua has the most talent. Um, and I think statistically he blows everyone out the water. Even nationally, like every uh, uh, the, the highest passing efficiency ever is, is in his, is in a, he's number one at the top of the list. He's number one in for most yards per completion and attempts, uh, touchdown percentage per per pass attempt. He's number one, um, so he's got all of those great statistics. But I think the only thing that will keep him, I guess, not atop the list, will be that injury bug and the unfulfilled potential. Sure. Um, because he clearly has the best wide receivers schools ever had. Yeah. He's just been yeah. Yeah. bitten <laughs> at the wrong time by the injury bug. Um, the, the greatest receivers and the most open offense yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, Alabama forsook the running game and defense for the sake of Tua Tungvaloa. So, yeah, um, it's tough, man. I, I mean, all of us thought there's no way he leaves Alabama with just one national championship won in the second half of his first game. Put Tua in McCarron's position for three years, not all four like McCarron. I mean, he didn't really play his mm-hmm. freshman year. But more success statistically. Does Trent Richardson – or uh, does he have the same amount of yards? Does Eddie Lacy, does TJ Yeldon – no, I, th- I think the offense would um, would uh, be more suited toward his talents. He would have played with a much better defense, of course. Um, and the other offenses that were around back then weren't as high power or hurry up or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to say. I, th- I think he would he would perform much better than AJ statistically because he's that much more uh, better as a quarterback. Um, and it's just, it's just I don't know, free man. I don't know that that Tua wouldn't have been a little bit handcuffed in that scheme. Um, I think McCarron was successful because of the running game, and I think when you have a a weapon like Tua, you have to fall in love with it, and it 
sort of gets you into a place where it's feast or famine. If it's all working, you're working, you're going to, you're going to do great, but there's going to be games where it's not working. Um, I don't know if Tua beats that LSU defense that McCarron did in the national championship game. I don't know if he can settle down and just throw six yard outs to Norwood all day without trying to test something and giving up a big pick and having fucking the honey badger take three to the house on him. And this may just be the Alabama I've grown up watching and liking is I'm fine with game manager. I'm fine with dude that's not going to throw it away and who's okay with punting it a time or two. Um, But I'm also playing the result because the results of Tua have been a little disappointing um, in the grand scheme, in the in the micro view of it, yes, it's been the most crazy uh, offense we, I've ever endured. But what do we say on this podcast? Rings, baby. You're right, Hankins. I, I think uh, I, I would hearken you to the fact if you want a game manager, all you have to do is look at Georgia's offense with Jake Fromm. Oof, oof. They play it so close to the vest and lean on a good defense. They do. It's I a very good defense. But I, I, I just don't know if that's where we are in college football anymore, being able to Not do right that now, no. successfully. And it's really bizarre because that's as fair. recently as um, as recently as seven years ago, it was a different world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's shift gears. Not too much, but did we talk? Too much. Did we talk about everybody declaring the dynasty dead last week? We did not. Um, we were sort of waiting for the BCS rankings to come out, yeah. and they came out the day after we recorded. And we all we all didn't know where Alabama's would be put in that um, because there was were some some of those reports as there always is when there's an Alabama loss. Seven times in the last seven years. I didn't really hear much of them this week, which you really think people would have piled on of, well, now Alabama's really lost it because they won't have Tua next year, blah, blah, blah. Do you think the concept of just not having Tua lining up is going to <clears throat> give uh, playoff the playoff committee pause to keep them at five? It's a million-dollar question. I really don't know. Give me a million uh, dollars. I, I just don't think that where we are right now that you can – put anybody above Alabama. I think Oregon and Utah have an argument later on in the season, but sure. as where we are right now, not so much. Because we could see Mac Jones go out there and light the world on fire against Auburn. If mm-hmm. if Alabama beats Auburn by more than 20, I think that's a pretty good argument. If there is a fourth team that gets a slot, you could look at Alabama. Well, I don't know yet. I think it's time for a turkey or thanks. Ooh, Hankins, will you please hit the theme?
Well, we are about two short weeks until... Oh, no, we are. We are one short week away from Thanksgiving. I got to look at that calendar a little bit better. Um, but that brings me to my favorite segment, which is Thanks or Turkey of the Week. And my thanks this week are to the Big Ten Iowa Hawkeyes for knocking out and sinking that boat that P.J. Fleck has been rowing. Thank you very much for upsetting them and getting them out of any sort of playoff contention talk. And Bree, did you see what that fucking idiot did? What? Did you see what that fucking tie-wearing idiot did? No, what did he do? <laughs> oh, like during the game? Well, he was... He fell victim to the Hankins curse. Um, if you will think back to last week, the one positive thing I said about PJ Fleck was how I was struck by him going out to attend to one of his players <laughs> who was down on the field, and I thought that was great. Well, this did he just spit on a player's <laughs> dick or something that was lying down on the field at a at a crucial crucial point in the game? Um, I believe Iowa. Had they had stopped them on this fourth down, they'd stopped. Iowa seven. had stopped them, but a a flag was thrown for um, pass interference or something like that. It was um, like an unsportsmanlike. Like it was a, a dead ball foul or something. Yeah, it some was a dead ball foul. Mm-hmm. And and then one of Flex players was down, according to him. He runs onto the field. Um, when he gets there, all the players are standing up. And fine. And so the referee says, what the fuck are you doing out here? Penalty on you. Penalties offset. And so then <laughs> Iowa is, goes and scores. That is a Hankins. <laughs> that is a Hankins curse. <laughs> but it's real. It's so real. I am glad that he can no longer row that boat. Uh, I mean, potentially they could go 12-1 and one if they beat Ohio State. They mm-hmm. can make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But it ain't happening. Who's your turkey? My turkey of the week. Scott Cochran. Oh gosh, he's like Turkey of the Year uh, for strength and conditioning. <laughs> fails on both. Um, Somebody needs to waterboard that motherfucker. Yeah, get him out. Get him out. They pay him too much anyway. I think he makes Again, like half Hankins a million. Curse. He gets big money Hankins to curse. yell at kids and take steroids, allegedly. Uh, now my Turkey of the Week is one Jalen Hurts. Jalen, buddy. What? Jalen, you you are a turkey for. <laughs> Not staying with Alabama. It could be your team again, baby. <laughs> you could bring us back one more time if he and here. further endear yourselves in the minds and hearts of every Alabama fan. If but no, you had to run away to Oklahoma. If he didn't transfer, he would have, and he was waiting in the wings for Tua, he would have only played like, what, a sixth of a season? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we could have seen some more formations. They did a couple times last year of having True. Tua and Jalen on the field. It was, Man, people love that. It was pretty hot. They could have rolled that out a little bit more this year. Maybe things Throw go differently. Throw it to the best receivers on the planet. Yeah. yeah. And so that for that reason, you're a turkey. And I hope Oklahoma loses one of its next couple games. They play like TCU and Oklahoma State and probably a rematch with Baylor. I want them to lose. And that's why you're a turkey. For leaving us high and dry, we need you. We need you right now. No one likes a high and dry turkey. No, we like it moist. Don't and leave rich. me high and dry. Mm-hmm. Super. And Two stuffed. jumps in a week. I bet you think you're pretty clever, don't you, boy? <laughs> um, other games. LSU, Ole Miss. They won. 
LSU has still got a really good offense. Like I've been saying all year, for real, they have an offense. But <laughs> Such a not even asshole. once have I said for real they have a defense. Points. I've never said they have had a defense. And Ole Miss scored or had 600 yards of total offense. Um, but I think that's a little bit of Ole Miss. They were able to run the ball all over Alabama. Uh, I think Ole Miss isn't terrible at offense. They are very bad at defense. So. It's it's not a great look, Two. but I can chalk it up to hey, they just beat Alabama, so for whatever, give them you give them a pass. To echo Free's point from a moment ago, that and Sean's as well, that college football certainly is different than it was seven years ago. Um, the number one team in the country has given up uh, what is it like points. ninety points <laughs> in the last two weeks. In the last two um, Linebacker, you or excuse me, DBU has given up a hundred points in two weeks. I tell you, someone called the honey badger. Um, Iowa State beat Texas, and now both teams have the same record, six yeah. and four. Texas is not back. Is Texas not back? I heard they were back. Mm-hmm. Back. Mm-hmm. They have two quality losses, I guess. Uh, you know, it's yes. tough to play in Ames or something, is what they say. <laughs> um, by the way. <clears throat> Contender for sign of the year at game day. Mm-hmm. Uh, playoff committee declares uh, playoff committee declares Germany winner of World War II based on quality losses. Ah, well, they did have a pretty good quality loss. Damn. You really got to think about that one. Yeah. Damn. For for Damn. you history buffs out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota Iowa. You talked about that. Minnesota's Minnesota's likely off. done. Um, likely out of the playoff picture. I guess if they. They still have to play Wisconsin at the end of the year, so... And Ohio State. Yeah, I think they still have to beat Wisconsin to make the Big Ten Championship. So, not everything's still on the table for them, but they are definitely going to stumble in the rankings. Illinois was off. Illinois was off, but uh, Lovey Smith was getting off. Am I right, Hankins? Yeah. That beard's yeah, a little white. Yeah, he was right in my fucking open mouth. Oh, shit. Goddamn. Um, you talked about Oklahoma Baylor. I didn't watch the game. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was Baylor was came out hot, super hot. Twenty eight. They were uh, freezer. Freezer. Mm-hmm. Freezer. Did you forget our show notes? No, I did. I believe that team has a new. I believe that team has oh, a new name. That's right. Rape more versus Oklahoma because of the sexual assaults and all that yeah. stuff that everyone sweeps under the rug. And it's only been like what maybe two years. It wasn't even brought up like, hey, they they went through this stuff, and we should you know we should uh, support victims of sexual violence. If you need help, please call this number. Did you see any of that, Hankins, on TV of support Not for victims or anything like that? Mm-mm, none of that. I did see a I did see an old homeless basketball player on the sideline though. Who was that? Matt Rule still got the same <laughs> dumb outfit oh. on. But to the game itself, it was twenty eight three, like in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, Baylor in the second half was having three and outs like crazy, and Oklahoma was just able to uh, chip away, chip away, and chip away they did all the way to victory. Who's going to win that rematch? Oklahoma. They're the, they're the much better team. I think the only other game we have is those hunker down hairy dogs. Oh. And the War Eagles. Talking Tigers. Talking Tigers to end the ep. And we got a short one for you guys today, huh? Yeah, what can we do with the dogs? Discussing dogs? Mm-hmm. That's discussing dogs. Docking dogs.
<laughs> Do you have a cold? <laughs> dog and dogs. Dog and dogs. Dog and dogs. Uh, uh, the game was pretty much in. You're the dogs now, man. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, the game was in hand for Georgia pretty much all game, right? Auburn came back, did what they yeah, did. Yeah, uh, the first three quarters, Georgia was able to shut Auburn off, shut Auburn out. Um, uh, Georgia finished the game with 250 yards of offense, and in the fourth quarter, Georgia could not get any first downs. Auburn was able to finally score, so it made it a competitive like last quarter. Um, Gus Malzahn had been saving some plays, man. Uh, he needs to use them a little bit earlier, am I right, Hankins? He can't get saving down 21 nothing. He, he, he did, but as soon as it was 21 nothing. Um, and, uh, and Patreon supporter Gavin declared it was over. Mm-hmm. I said, this is where they start their bullshit. And they commenced to starting their bullshit. Their witchcraft. Um, my question is, is, uh, is Bo Nix what freshman quarterback used to look like? Is that how it was where they were just inconsistent? Yeah. Where we were just spoiled by the likes of, yeah. uh, Sunshine at Clemson and then Tua and, and Jake Fromm and several others. Yes. Uh, Jalen Hurts his first year, but they're just wildly inconsistent because Bo looks like a, a person that should never play the game, or then sometimes he looks like the son of a former Auburn great. Yeah, he looks like one, but he's Who not Cam one, Newton. Right? He's not related to any Auburn. Like. Yeah, sadly they can't go to a backup quarterback either. Like he's it. Like that dude yeah. transferred. Um, but I think the consistency with Bo Nix that's the best description of Auburn's offense. They when they can sort of get some stuff going, they look okay, but then there are just some gaps in the game where it's just. Nothing is doing. It, I think, uh, and I mean, Bo Nix's decision-making ability will improve, but man, he, he does make some silly silly choices. Like there was one, I think it was this week, I don't watch much football, where he um, was, I don't know if it was a broken option or just there was no one no one uh, open, but he like threw a sidearm like bullet mm-hmm. to a running back behind, about two yards behind him and thank God it just went out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if he completes that that fourth down pass, then yeah. who knows what happens? Which was a it's fourth and two, and he's got a running back wide open in the flats, and he just throws it behind him. If he puts that ball in front of him, it's the first down. And at that point, they had the momentum, and Jordan Hare had come to life. Um, I don't, you, you don't know what would have happened. No. Especially, um, yeah, just Georgia. wildly inconsistent that poor. Yeah, kid. it stinks for Auburn because as good as their defense is. Which they are very, very good. Um, they held LSU, I think, to twenty-four points. Um, Twenty-three. Yeah, they're they're just they're outstanding this year. It's just a wasted year for that defense. Best front seven in the in the country. If if they had just a little bit more production on offense, they could be undefeated. Like all their three losses are within one possession. I think the Florida game ballooned, ballooned up to eleven points near the end, but yeah, um, it just stinks for that defense because. They are very, 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 very good. So let's operate under the assumption that a win over Alabama saves Gus Malzahn's job. I think he's probably safe even with a loss. Really? Because because it's, I think it's up to Gus. Wow. Okay. I'm three different opinions. Eight and four. Mm-hmm. If he loses to Alabama, mm-hmm. what was your opinion, Hankins? What'd you say? I think it's up to Gus whether he stays yeah, or goes. Yeah. I think that they made their commitment that they're just going to ride this out for another couple years at least um, just to see what happens. Maybe maybe they're sort of waiting on Georgia and, and Alabama to 
see what happens there before they try to make a big move or they there really is anybody out there on the landscape who's just if you're Auburn do you think that there's a coach you can just go snap up right now that's better than Gus Malzahn if you are the school who gave the paycheck that they did to Gus two years ago do it again get him out of there write, wow. write that off and go go after Urban Meyer Bob Stoops they won't get either. They well, won't. I mean, have that oh, commitment first. Have, have the commitment, but, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Speaking of, by the way, Stoops had a, an interesting answer to, are you going to be the next coach at Florida State? Oh, what did he say? He said, you know, who knows what will happen these days. He was noncommittal. Noncommittal. Mm. But in coach speak, that's 100%. That he's in. Like, he's already yeah, shot he's for definitely house, in. He's in. Mm. He's like, <laughs> yeah. like half base. Half of his base is in there. Half shaft. <laughs> Half, He's half calling the, the Christmas tree movers half right is, now. Half his shaft. He's halfway to the base. <laughs> okay. My apologies. He's not. He didn't take it all the way. Like Florida State is not taking it all the way to the base. Um. But yeah, I think you bring up a good question. Of, it, it, I guess it depends on how bad of a loss it would be. If if Alabama went in there and won by twenty to thirty, I think the writing's sort of on the wall. More in Gus's corner. Like, sure. hey, this is this is about. This is about as good as it'll get. Um, I got a team over there in Arkansas where I'm from who really wants me. I know the area, blah, blah, blah. Why don't they go after P.J. Fleck? He just sort of got renewed like a couple weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, I think that's sort of – that's it's, it's really it'll be a really interesting end of the season to see who else gets fired and who else leaves and whatnot. God, I'd love to see PJ Fleck at all. You would, Hankin. Oh man, just to have just to have all my hates right in one place. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh, we didn't. We talked about Alabama, obviously. How about the team they played? Why are they so sorry? It's it's a real weird. It's been a big drop off from last year, where they were uh, had one of the nation's top defenses. Um, for whatever reason, uh, Joe Moorhead, an alleged offensive guru. Even with last year, with Nick Fitzgerald could not get really much going on Mississippi State's offense, and they regressed this year. Um, I think that's one of the situations where if he left, both parties would be happy. Uh, Mississippi State would be happy. He would be happy. Um, it just doesn't seem like it's been working for them. Uh, also, how about Tennessee sitting at third in the East, one game away from being bowl eligible? Yeah, and they wrap up the season, I think, with Vanderbilt and Kentucky in back-to-back weeks. Uh, I think it's easy for them to get that sixth win. Vanderbilt is miserable this year. Um, statistician Creel, I'd love for you to track the progress of that team since Smoky Mountain Puss was released. Ooh, did that happen after like week two or three? Was it like after that Florida loss when they, maybe they were like one and three or one and four? I think, yeah, I think that's about when it was. Man. Hankins, you got to start writing songs about Alabama now. Turn this season around. I'm a fucking curse, man. (laughs) Well, I think that wraps up episode 144. If you like what you've heard, tell your friends and subscribe to us. Because why? We thrive on word of mouth. Thank you, Sean. Uh, Shout out to all our Patreons. uh, Executive producer, Kennard. Uh, Gabby, um, Kitty Cats, the Kitty Cats, of course. Um, let's see. Oh, we forgot to preview next week. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State. That's going to be the big game. 
Hankins, do you have any sort of inclination of how it will go? Where is it? Ohio State. Oh, 75 to 3. Uh, yeah, I agree. 75 to 3. I'll go 70 to 6. Um, <laughs> there's another sort of, I think it'll get too much play of being like an upset of uh, Georgia hosts Texas A&M. Do you think uh, an upset can happen there, Hankins, or not so much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was looking at that with one of my Georgia uh, fan coworkers the other day. I was like, if I was worried about something, obviously Auburn you worry about because it's a rival and that game can go anyways. But if I was truly worried about a game, it would be the Texas A&M game. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think there's a potential for an upset. I don't think it'll happen. Um, and who does Iowa play? Or who does Illinois play? Iowa. Illinois and Iowa play? Oof. At, uh, at Iowa or at Illinois? Oh, Freezer. Oh. That's what it was. I knew there was something else I needed to get a take from you okay. on. It was the beginning of the Minnesota and Iowa game. When the whole Iowa, uh, whole Minnesota team also participated yeah, in the wave. Yeah, I saw this. There was an there there was a Minnesota player who overcame cancer. So when it was time to wave, the uh, everyone dropped their pants and like proceeded to pleasure themselves <laughs> over this one guy also waving at the hospital, which was a bad look because you should not expose yourself to young children. But everyone just had to because this one guy uh, was there and was a part of it. That's my. Some would say they might needed to conserve that energy for the game. <laughs> they should have. They needed. They they could have used that that energy elsewhere. Um, but that's it for one forty four. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Well, it was just a boy away from home, and you were singing the song. You'll never walk alone. <laughs>